0: Welcome to the Make Moves Podcast. I'm your host, Clayton. I'm extremely passionate about teaching other humans how to take care of their body and incorporate mobility training to move better and feel better. My goal is to also help other health professionals learn how to utilize social media to build online businesses in a fun and sustainable way that builds a strong community. In this podcast, I will be sharing ideas and stories to help connect the dots in your own mind and help you make moves on the things you want to create and build in your life. Tune in to hear shared ideas from experts and people that I think can add value to your life. Thanks for tuning in. Cheers. Hey friends, it's Clayton. Um, this episode is a solo podcast and I just want to dive in right into a program that I have called Instagram Blueprint. So in this short podcast episode, I just want to give you um, some actionable um, tips for you so that you can start to integrate this into your approach to social media and really this is for people who are uh, personal trainers yoga teachers pilates teachers massage therapists chiropractors um, mobility coaches um, anyone who is in the health and wellness or fitness space and trying to do stuff online super important now especially during you know um being quarantined and and having to you know practice socially distancing um th- these are actionable steps on how you can specifically utilize instagram and really any social media channel but that's um, instagram is kind of my jam um, and where i connect with most of my people so i'm just going to kind of talk about it through that lens but a lot of this stuff we'll talk about is applicable to really any social media platform um so Let's get right into it. Um, So with this, you're going to want to have to adopt the mindset of creating more than you consume. So um, it's kind of a mantra that I uh, try and remind myself. And as a creative, um, as you're trying to create information and help people, um, you know, do whatever you, you want to help them do. Um you can fall into the trap of just you know consuming content consuming 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 I mean you can get in a hole of just like looking at funny cat videos fail videos or just like watching you know pimple popping videos and you're like how in the hell did I end up here in this weird corner of the internet <laughs> um so when the equation of and I think of it like create greater than the word consume um so when that equation is out of balance um then you're going to feel like shit um and what i mean by that is you're going to be you know consuming consuming you're comparing yourself um to a lot of people as well um so that's the thing too um a lot of us will develop uh, like an imposter syndrome because you are comparing your mile one to someone's mile 26 um and they might be five years ahead of you in terms of like the work that they've done and you just compare yourself to them you look at all the great work they've done and you're like well shit like (laughs) i can't compare to them look how look how great that is look how polished that is um so right off the bat um one tip here for you, if you find yourself um you know i I like to do what I call a purge um like every couple months i I go through the people that I'm following and it takes about fifteen to twenty minutes, and I just one by one kind of go through and say you know does does this person serve me in terms of me following and 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 seeing their stuff so you know you should do this for yourself if you are following someone that you know you see their stuff and it makes you feel shitty about yourself or that you're not enough or that you're not." you know, confident and, and creating something that you can help other people with, then just unfollow that person. It's nothing personal. You know, it, it's just, it, it's, it's not helping. It, it's not an environment that is conducive for you feeling the best and creating the best work that you can for other people. Um, so, uh, I, I do that. And again, there, there might be some people in your space where you see and you're like, Oh man, that's amazing work, but it, it, it's done in a way that inspires you to, to kind of grow. But then there are other people in that space who you see their work and you're like, oh, my gosh, I just feel awful about myself. And it's a subtle difference and it's going to be different from individual to individual. So do that audit for yourself and and check in every couple months, every six months um, and just do a do a quick purge um, and when also you're creating more stuff for, for your people, you're helping your community, um, improve. And you're also thinking less about what other people are doing. Cause you're just like, all right, I'm going to create some stuff. I'm going to share some stuff. Um, next thing I want to go over is a three thumb scroll rule. Um, so with that, um, it, it's like a quick little audit, right? So when you look at your profile, if you do three flicks of the thumb, um, do, do you, do you or would someone looking at your profile have a good idea of what you're about? Do you show yourself doing the thing? Do you showcase what you are about, what you do, what you help people with? And if you can't discern that in three flicks of the thumb, you're you're not doing a good job showing what you're about. Um, and. I also want to kind of talk a little bit about, um, especially within social media, you know, a lot of people like to post their highlight reel, whether it's just like a personal account whether they're not, you know, doing an online business or uh, online offerings, or just someone who is doing an online business or offerings, you, you, you're showing the best typically. And I say you in kind of the general sense. Um, but it, there's a difference between being popular and being relatable. OK, so this isn't high school. All right. This is not uh, who can be the most popular, who can be the most get the most likes, the most views, the most comments. Yeah, all that stuff, you know, helps with the almighty algorithm. <laughs> all praise the almighty algorithm. You know, all that stuff helps. But it's not the end all be all. Like, I mean, you-, you cannot live off of likes. Um, and-, and really, those are just ego metrics more so than uh, a metric that can actually, you know, are you actually helping people are actually making sales and and actually helping people. So those are just more of an ego stroke than anything. And that can be a very, very slippery slope if you're attaching your value to the number of likes or comments you're getting. So you need to be able to switch gears and be relatable. Um, and what I mean by that is like, you got to look like a real human being. You've got to, you know, seem like you're approachable. You know, there, there's a tendency to want to make sure you look great. And, and, you know, I do photography as well. Um, I, as well, <laughs> so, um, some of you might do photography or be into it or just want to like edit photos to, to look decent. So I, I, I can appreciate, appreciate aesthetic, um, and, and things to look good and design. So, um, it's not, it's not a crime to want to make your photos or your videos look great, you know, frame them up, make them look good, you know, do some color branding and things like that. But if you are meticulously trying to make this thing look super, super polished and curated, it's just going to make people <sighs> yawn and be bored to tears because so much of Instagram looks like that. So much of Instagram looks like, you know, uh, six pack abs, eight pack abs, um, you know, really fancy logos with like branded colors and, and every, everything matches and is balanced and and all that stuff. It's just, it gets a lot of likes and it gets a lot of follows. So people attach like, Oh, I've got to do that in order to be air quotes here successful. But it's really just kind of, a. um, Uh, a a rabbit hole that goes nowhere, um, in terms of you actually doing the thing and being happy with what you're doing. Um, but being relatable now that shit will actually get people in the door and, and work with you or buy your thing. So when you are relatable, when you're a real human being, when you show some of your, I I don't even like have to show your flaws or anything, but just be rough around the edges. Don't be perfect. You know, post testimonial screenshots that are just kind of crop not perfectly and just put them in there you know it just makes it more like wow this is a real person doing a real thing and i could potentially be one of those people that you know that they help me um so so that's the thing is aim for being relatable versus popular and that kind of gets into another topic um you know seth godin talks about this a lot There was also an article out there that i reference in my instagram blueprint course um about having a thousand true fans And the idea is that if you have a thousand true fans that are, like, really into your work, um, they're just like, you know, I love everything you do. And the the article talks about this in the context of um, a musician or a band, right? So, you know, if you're in a band, um, you have... Um, songs you put out, you've got merch, you've got t-shirts and, and CDs and albums and, you know, USBs or just downloads in general, like music scene is changing like crazy, um, with Spotify and also just the pandemic. And, you know, that's kind of another whole tangent. But, um, basically if you have a thousand true fans, you, you can sleep at night knowing that you you can be provided for right so if a thousand people are buying your new t-shirts buying your stickers buying your merch going to your shows within a three-state radius you will be able to make enough money to 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 live happily and comfortably Um, and that really kind of carries over into any um any category of, of doing work um so a lot of people think they they need uh you know ten thousand followers thirty thousand followers hundred thousand followers you know to 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 be able to to have that but really you just only need a thousand people that are into what you're into um, and now when you get into it further you have what I like to call super fans right so these are like your your little john like what <laughs> okay that was bad oh man it's cringy. <laughs> but um these are your your hype men um the the people that are just stoked about every single thing you do you create a new uh program they're the first one to buy it um you have a new offering like they're signing up like you know if you came out with t-shirts you know that they would not hesitate to buy one right so they're just stoked about you and who you are and what you do and they want to be a part of it um and so those super fans those are your those are your people right like if you serve those people and you make sure that their life is is awesome and you help them in the best way that you can they're going to be the best hype men. They're going to be the best referrals. They're going to be the best organic word of mouth. They're going to be the best thing to help other like-minded people come into your, your circle. And that that's what it's all about. So if you're chasing just numbers for numbers, sales for sales, trying to hit sales goals and stuff, you're it, it's going to be a sad process. And you're going to realize ultimately that it's a zero-sum game. I think zero sum game is the, the phrase. Um, (laughs) my wife, uh, laughs at me. Um, I would say with me, but at me because I make up these, uh, turn of phrases or these, these, uh, sayings that aren't quite sayings, So they're normally off. So I think that's definitely going to be a theme of this podcast is me saying sayings that aren't sayings and, and thinking that they're sayings, but you're listening and you're like, Clayton, that, that is not a saying that you're off on that. (laughs) So, um, but anyways, I digress. Um, so yeah, thousand true fans being relatable versus being popular. You want also, when you're having, um, you know, social media, you want to show you doing the thing, right? Um, I'll never forget this. Um, right when I started doing mobility training and, and training people in person one-on-one, um, I realized that I didn't have any like one-on-one clients yet. Cause I was just starting. Um, but, uh, I also realized that nowhere In my Instagram feed or my Instagram bio, did I say what I was trying to do? So then I updated my bio and saying, you know, one-on-one mobility training, DM me if you're interested. And that same day that I changed it, I had the first person DM me. Um, shout out to Gina (laughs) Um, and uh, she was like I'd love to work with you one on one Um, I really want to learn more about this mobility stuff and, and how it can help my yoga practice so that was my first client and I was like sweet this is awesome I guess I just need to really show what I'm about right and then and that gets deeper into like once you've been in in the game for a bit and you have clients that you're actually working with you need to show you doing the thing. Do you want more one-on-one clients? You need to show yourself working with one-on-one clients. Um do you want more people to attend your group class? You need to show you teaching in a group setting. And they'll be like, "Oh shit, I didn't know that person taught group classes." You know, like we 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 tend to think that everyone knows Or should know what we're doing. But if we don't do our due diligence and do a good job of showing us doing the thing, people aren't going to take time to figure that out, right? They have their own bills, their own deadlines, their own, you know, family things that they're trying to balance their own hobbies and interests, their own side hustle they're trying to work on. So, that's not their job to figure out what you offer. It's your job to do a good job with showcasing what you're all about, what you offer and how people can work with you or learn from you. Um, so show you doing the thing that's important, you know, and uh, I, we had a, a group meeting in the the mentorship that I run every six months. And we were talking about how, you know, painting yourself in the light and, and the demographic that you want to work with. So if I wanted to work with more rock climbers, I would have to show more videos of me rock climbing. Um, I would have to show me training rock climbers. I would have to sh- put out video content specific for rock climbers. Um, and, and I could definitely do that. And there's a lot of really cool um, FRC mobility specialists that are doing that. Um, shout out to Colin McGee um, and, you know, camp four, Dr. Tyler um, Nelson, who's doing an amazing job for climbers and super nerdy um, with what they do and and how they help climbers. But but that's the thing, you know, I I could get into that realm if I wanted to, but, um, you know, that, that climbing for me is, um, really an, an artistic form of expression and an escape and, you know, a a form of tuning in and and being in tune with my body and mindfulness. And just, I just love rock climbing. So I, I, I'm fearful of getting into just like training solely rock climbers, because I think that it would make climbing feel like a job for me and uh, maybe take away some of that magic. So that could just be a projection. That could be just all in my mind or anything. But, you know, I, I, I you know, work with climbers. I love working with climbers. I love working with jiu-jitsu athletes. Um, but I'm not gonna, you know, put myself into that one column, you know, uh, because I, I have other things that I'm really excited about and interested in about so you know i diversify in that way but again that's just painting the picture if if you wanted to get more you know be the rock climbing mobility specialist you need to show that you need to show that and if you want to work with cyclists or endurance athletes you need to show that as well so um just think about who you want to work with who your ideal client avatar is and and just run and have fun with it um so um here is another tip um and uh shout out to Ryan Orrico um who really um opened my eyes into the importance of of talking on social media so um he started like a random talking video uh, thing back in the day um back in the day <laughs> it's like the old westerns <laughs> but um you know a while ago he talked about the importance of just getting on video and so that that is one of the things that i help all my clients with is like you need to to share ideas with you talking on video um and this it does so many things it basically Cuts through your own BS. Um, it it helps you get comfortable in your own skin and your ums and your likes and your uh you know whatever kind of you know phrase that you use to to stutter through things and 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 formulate ideas and, and communicate. It helps you get over your own shit um, and and just being comfortable being in front of camera because it it is a little unnerving um, at first and it takes a long time for you to to get comfortable and you'll still feel uncomfortable but you'll get less uncomfortable if you do it more often. Um, so it does that. It helps you get over your own stuff. It helps you, you know, better articulate your words and get better with formulating ideas. But another thing it does, and this is probably one of the biggest things is it builds trust for your potential clients. If all you're doing is posting pretty photos and polished photos and perfect form workouts and just like you look amazing your content looks amazing but you never talk once Uh, no one knows who you are no one can really truly trust you because they just don't know who you are Um, and you might think well you know I see a lot of other people with like a million followers and they don't talk on camera and it's like yeah but that's not you you know you don't have a million followers you don't have like you know, all of that built in. So yeah, you can get away with that. But I can guarantee if those people with a million followers talked more and, you know, just shared what they're about and their their humor and their jokes and and the books they're reading and they just talked more, they'd probably get way more sales. I mean, they're doing just fine. Don't worry about them. But, you know, for the average person, um, like you and I, um, we we need to be able to to share who we are. Um, and there's this doesn't mean sharing your deepest, darkest secrets, being super vulnerable all the time. It just means, like, talk. Like, share your funny dog or your cat or, you know, the turtle you have or, you know, how you like to have your coffee or just share ideas. Share about the book you're reading that you really think is rad and, and how it might help other people. Um, you don't have to be this, like, you know, motivational person or, or anything like that. You just need to share enough about yourself. So people who are on the fence about, hmm, I don't know. I was thinking about working with them. If you show more of what you're about and your your quirks and and everything, then there's more trust and they're gonna pull the trigger on, you know, wanting to work with you or to buy your thing. Um all right. So um there is some more stuff in Instagram blueprint. It's more of like workflow stuff, how to create different Stuff using different apps and how to do that. So I don't think that that's going to really carry over well in a you know a podcast episode you're listening to while you're going on a walk or you know taking a dump. <laughs> taking a dump. <laughs> Can't believe I said that. Oh well. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I don't really listen to podcasts on the toilet. Actually, normally it's when I'm walking or if I'm you know rowing or um, driving is a big one. Um, yeah, those are normally when I listen to podcasts. So whenever you listen to this, it's probably not going to be best to hear like how to do all that workflow stuff. But again, if you are interested in Instagram blueprint, send me a DM if you have any questions. If not, it's reasonably priced and you'll get a lot out of it. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's, um, that's some of the main things I wanted to, to talk about. Um, and, Hopefully, this you know short episode can kind of bring light to the things that matter and set aside the things that don't. Again, then another thing that doesn't matter is the algorithm. You know, I talked about the almighty algorithm. Um, it's ever changing. It's you know controlled by people in high towers that always are changing the algorithm. If you're posting consistently and if you're using the different features of Instagram and you're using Reels and you're posting in Instagram TV and you're you're doing different things. if you're consistent, it'll, it'll be just fine. Um, and, uh, don't, don't worry about it because again, things that you can control and things that you can't control things you cannot control an algorithm, but things you can control is putting out quality stuff for the people you want to help. Um, and, uh, and that's the thing too. Um, interesting is that the posts that get the the least amount of likes, um, for me are the posts that get the most people, to, to buy stuff for me or to be a potential client. It's funny, you know, like, I'll, I'll I'll throw up a testimonial and it gets like 20 likes or something, but two or three people will sign up for a thing, which is cool. Um, but again, like, and that's why it's important. And and when I want to try and help you is when you're creating an online program, you, you that there's no measurable outcome before you have that program, right? If you're like, just attaching your value and your worth and the, like the idea of like who would potentially buy your program based on how many likes you get on a post even before you have uh, an online program or a course that they could buy from you it's the cart before the horse right you're just projecting this like well no one's buying it because i only got 20 likes on it but if you have the thing right if you can create the course um, and if you can have the offering or the membership or whatever it is for the person to do and then you post about it. You show you doing the thing. You talk about it. You share some testimonials. Then people are going to buy that thing. Um, and and you and it's a switch that clicks that you start to realize like, oh wow, it doesn't matter how many likes I get, you know. And your ego will still try and poke its ugly head through and be like, hey, no, it matters, you know. But you can you can stifle it whenever people are buying your thing and and improving from from buying your thing and and like having aha moments and all that good stuff. So, um, but the, the problem is that people never walk through that door. They never create the, the online course or program. And then they just talk about, well, you know, it's it probably wouldn't, no one would probably buy it. Right. Um, but you're not even giving your, yourself a chance. So definitely, you know, that that's what I love helping people do. That's what I want to help you do is get out of your own way, you know, create, um, you know, an online offering and market better, communicate better, get better at writing, get better at talking on video, learn what you need to focus on, set aside the things that don't matter. And and my job here is to really just kind of help you cut through the BS and stay accountable. That's a huge thing, right? So Instagram blueprint is just a standalone course. Um, you can buy it work on it. And I promise it will give you a lot of insights and just help you, you know, take action on it. Um, and then I also have a six month mentorship. It's called the Make Moves Mentorship. Um, we're actually getting into month Four or five right now, um I'm bad with numbers, but <laughs> um of the current round of the mentorship, and people are really doing well in it, and it's been a loads of fun um each round gets better um so I've made a lot of changes to this current round. We have weekly modules that we go over, and um, we also have weekly group meetings that's been you know paramount in us kind of helping each other and, and we've all really grown a lot in this past couple months. um The next round of the mentorship opens um I'm doing enrollment starting um, I'm sorry, interviews starting, uh, November 1st of 2020. And then I'm going to close interviews, uh, December 1st, 2020. And then we officially start January of 2021. Um, so that is like a, you know, super accountability, like highly focused group. Um, I'm aiming for 10 people. If we have less, if we have more, that's fine, but it'll be about 10 people. And we're just going to really, take action and grow and and do the work. Um, so I'm super excited about that. Um, all the information is a link in my bio and Instagram, uh, my website, you can apply, um, there's a 10 question questionnaire after you apply. And then there's also, um, an interview that we're going to do over zoom to make sure it's a good fit for you, good fit for me, and that I can actually help you. And, uh, yeah, um, that, that's an offering as well. So, um, I just wanted to, you know, Kind of highlight some of the things that, that I want to help you with, and the different ways that you can work with me. But also, hopefully, you got some actionable things from this podcast episode. Um, as always, if this was helpful for you, um, please feel free to share it on Instagram, um, DM me, let me know how you how you liked it. That always helps. Um, and you can um, feel free to leave a review and rate this podcast on any platform that you uh, you listen to it, and it's greatly appreciated. And hope you guys have a have a great day.